Good morning once again. Making sure you're with me. Today's scripture comes from Acts, the fourth chapter, verses 23 through 31, and it reads, After they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priest and the elders had said to them. When they heard it, they raised their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, it is you who said by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, why did the Gentiles rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers have gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. For in this city, in fact, both Herod and Pontius Pilate and the, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look at their threats and grant to your servants to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. When they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. This is the word of God for the people of God. Most gracious God, Lord, we thank you for this time and for this place and for this very moment. We, we pray, God, that the word that you have for us today drops deep into our hearts, that it grows in a mighty way and that our lives are changed and those that we are connected to also are changed. Give us the boldness, God. Renew our minds. Empower us as only you can for the journey that is ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's uh, uh, sermon is entitled Renewed and Empowered, and if I could put a subtitle on it, it would be, You Can Do This. In Acts 1 and 2, we found that God himself, that Jesus sent us the Holy Spirit, which was the promise that we would receive power power to tread on scorpions and serpents, power to boldly proclaim the gospel, power to perform miracles in Jesus' name, power to live out the mandate to go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, the power that they granted us through the Holy Spirit. And this very moment, this, this, this day of Pentecost is something that renewed and empowered all of those that were a part of the church. Now, we understand that power requires an action to create change. Say that with me. Power requires action to create change. Power is the ability to do a thing, but without an action, uh, but if an action does not take place in order for that thing to come forth, it makes no difference. You see, a lamp has the power or the ability to light a room, but until somebody actively turns that lamp on, it will never live up to its fullest potential. Say it with me, power. Y'all get to talk to me today, okay? 
we then see the disciples throughout Scripture heal a man that is lame from birth, a man that laid at the gate called beautiful all of these years, a man that begged for alms from all of the people that passed by him week after week, month after month, and year after year. But the disciples, when they encountered this man this time, they said, silver and gold have I none, but that which I do have, I freely give to you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, take up your bed and walk. You see, this action took a renewing of the disciples' minds in order to pull this thing off. You see, these disciples, the same disciples that in Matthew 17 lacked the faith to cast out a demon, now walk in authority and with all boldness, knowing that Jesus is all they've ever needed, and quite frankly, he's all that you need. It is not about the silver and the gold. A dollar or a dime will not change your life, but if we could get them Jesus, all things become new. Now, in this moment, the religious leaders once again did not like the fact that they were losing control. And so they charged these two disciples <laughs> for healing a man. They brought them into their, their, their spaces and they abused them a little bit. They roughed them up a little bit. They threatened them a lot. But what they found was the disciples were resolute in who they were in Christ and nothing about what anything they could do would change their mind. It, 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 it didn't hurt that the people that were around were behind the disciples as that testimony that the disciples talked about when they spoke about Jesus as well as that testimony that this now ex-lame man had as he walked into the temple kind of changed the way that people saw things. It says in the scripture that even in that moment, 5,000 people believed. This tells me that our testimony has power. Once again, say it with me. My testimony has power. The, your testimony has power. The religious and political leaders of the time wanted to silence the disciples because they realized that words have power. They realized that who is in control of the words also holds all of the influence. You see, sometimes your greatest evangelistic tool is simply your testimony. Facts cannot be denied. What happened is what happened, and the truth shall still make you free. Amen. This brings us to today's scripture. In today's scripture, these disciples have been released by those political and religious leaders. They have gone back to their area and are encouraging their brothers with their testimony. Once the testimony is given, they, they come together in prayer and they pray to the almighty God. This prayer was a submission to God's will and God's way. This prayer was an acknowledgement that God's ways were higher than hit their ways, that God's thoughts were higher than their thoughts. This prayer was also a request for action action for the Holy Spirit to continue to fill them, to continue to guide them, to continue to empower them. It was a request for action to make a difference, and God's response was quick towards them, as he says in verse 31. And when they prayed, the place where they gathered together was shaken, 
And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness, with boldness, with boldness. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. That filling is truly a gift from God. Amen. You see, God gives liberally the filling of the Holy Spirit to all that desire it. It is this filling that filling that leads us and guides us into all truth. It is this filling of the Holy Spirit that renews our minds daily. It is the filling of the Holy Spirit that empowers us to act. This filling of the Holy Spirit allows us to take up our cross daily and follow Christ. It is this filling of the Holy Spirit that allows us to be in the world but not of it. It is this filling of the Holy Spirit that allows us to soar on wings like an eagle, to walk and not grow weary, to run and faint not. It is this filling of the Holy Spirit granted to us by the Most High God that allows us to go forth boldly in and through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. This filling is the, 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 pow is the promise of the power and the power of the promise. It, it is the, the change agent. It is the changing factor of our lives. It is the very thing that propels us into our destiny. It is the connection between us and God that provides provision in every promise that, that propels us into every situation already victorious. As I proceed to close. I'd like to share this story with you. Hopefully, it'll be a better illustration. My son, Christopher, plays t-ball. As many of you know, I, I, I help to coach the team. Now, t-ball is Christopher's sport. He's played it for over three years, and he's good at it. If you put the tee on the ball and you allow him to square up, he'll hit the fence nine out of ten times. If you hit the ball and it comes anywhere near him, he is going to feel the ball. And if you give him a shot, he is going to make a play. It is what is familiar to him, and, and he enjoys every moment. However, this weekend, things got shaken up for him a little bit. This weekend, instead of playing in a t-ball tournament, his coach decided that he would play in a coach pitch tournament which means that there is no tee. The coach literally throws the ball across the plate, much like a picture, and you have to figure out where the ball is going to be and hit it. Needless to say, it also changes how the ball comes at you when you're fielding it because now it is coming faster, it is coming quicker, and it's harder to judge because it's not about how the person is in the box. It's about how it comes off the bat. And all of these components shook Christopher up a little bit. It took him out of his comfort zone. He, he became nervous. His stomach began to bother him. And, and all of these things uh, made him feel overwhelmed. He was afraid to make mistakes, and it showed in his play Friday night. He played okay, but just not to the level that we expected him to. So that night, being the daddy that I am, we... We assessed his play on the field, and I tried to encourage him and tell him that, that he was more than capable of doing 
what was before him, and I left him with these words. If daddy says you can do this, you can do this. And son, you can do this. Yesterday morning, we got up early, we got ourselves together, we got to the field for a later game, and they played against probably the best team in the tournament. Our kids are six, some of them are turning seven, they've been hitting off a tee for three years, this team was seven, most of them turning eight, and they had been playing coach pitch for over a year. So, so where we were new, they were experienced, and quite frankly, that seemed to be overwhelming to most. In the first inning, Christopher goes out, and he plays okay, but you can tell that he's nervous. You can tell that his nerves are trying to get the best of him. So I, his dad, some would argue dads are the God voice in the home. Different sermon, different day, we can talk about it another time. I pulled him aside, and I said, son, if daddy says you can do this, you can what? And he said, I can do this. The very next time he hits the field, the biggest and strongest player on the other team comes to the plate. The first time this player hits, he drives the ball all the way to the fence. It is obvious that everybody on the field is trying not to get hit by this ball. But Christopher stands in his place. What one fist balled up and his glove closed and him in a ready position, he awaits for this batter. The ball is thrown. Player swings, strike one. That doesn't happen. All right, we might get out of this. Coach throws the second pitch. It goes across the plate. He swings, strike two. We might get out of this without having to experience any difficulty. The coach throws the third ball and he hits it. And it's heading straight at Christopher. Christopher, without even thinking, holds his glove out and snags the ball, catches it, looks at it with surprise, and turns around and tags the man that is running uh, from second base to get two outs and end the inning. He comes in, and I said, boy, how you feel? He said, my hand hurts. <laughs> And I said, but you did it. He said, yes, sir, I can do this. That testimony, what his teammates saw him do, moved them to a different level of play. So they played the best team. They played the biggest team, the strongest team, but they played them. They didn't lay down. They didn't get run over. They didn't get abused and moved aside. They played them like they belonged to be on that field because they believe that they can do this. People of God, that is my message for you today. God says you can do this. So guess what? You can do this. In those places where you once felt overwhelmed and powerless, God says, you can do this. In those places where I can't once resided in your life, God says, son, daughter, you can. You can. You can what? You can talk to those that seem to be unreachable. You can love those that seem to be unlovable. You can invite those that don't look like you, don't act like you, don't uh, uh, don't seem to be in the same circle as you to your church and expect God to move on their behalf. People of God, 
I ask that you would allow the Spirit of God to renew your mind and empower your actions. Yes, the weapons may be formed against you, but they will not prosper. You can do this. The storm may come, but it will not overtake you. You can do this. The task to spread the gospel of Jesus may seem weighty and overwhelming at times, but you can do this. And my prayer for you and my prayer for all of us is just as we found in today's scripture. And now, Lord, take note of their threats and grant your bond servants may speak your word with all confidence while you extend your hand to heal and signs and wonders take place through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for all that you are doing in our lives. We thank you for renewing our minds and for empowering our actions. In Jesus' name, amen.